Hello and welcome to the Chronic Living Podcast, your need-to-know source for living with a chronic illness or disability. I'm your host, Alex Pappas, and I'll be sharing my experiences living with a chronic illness, as well as inviting others on to share their stories. So join me in shining a light on the world that is chronic living. All right, guys, thank you for coming back to another episode of Chronic Living. Today, I am joined with Mickey, and he's going to share some of his experiences living in the chronic community. Hi, I'm Mickey. I use they, them pronouns. Um, I have Mokio syndrome, which is a genetic um, disease where basically I was born without an enzyme. Uh, and it affects my bones and everything in my body. Okay. Uh, how old are you now? I am 25. 25. Okay. Is it something that gets like worse with age or how does it kind of affect long term? Yeah, it gets worse worse with age. Um, I wasn't diagnosed till I was three. And uh, yeah, I didn't start showing signs until I was three. So um, yeah, um, my symptoms uh, are progressive. So okay. I'm feeling a wheelchair, but I wasn't before. So, yeah. And is there anything like that you have to do on a regular basis because of it, like medication, physical therapy, anything like that? Yeah, I'm on a um, infusion medication called Vimazim um, okay. once a week, and it's all day on Tuesdays. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, and what does that do, per se? It slows down the progression of my disease um i'm not exactly sure but just yeah. okay it just helps with slowing it down okay um wow every week okay that's that's a lot yeah <laughs> that's a lot i get an infusion like every six weeks so that's god i couldn't imagine i would do it every week and is it something you have to go to like your doctor's office or hospital or do they come out to you for it uh they come to me i used to have to go to the clinic to get it confused but okay so they come out to you yeah at least that's at least that's convenient that's that's good um okay i'm trying to think of what else there are other like specific things you want to share kind of like let people know about when it comes to it or i'm a little person and i stand at three feet six six inches tall um so that's another thing um is that is it so that's common with the disease i take it yeah okay um and is that like a common height is there a range to that normally i think there's a range i don't know the range okay i'm just curious um trying to think what else so how does that kind of like affect your your day-to-day life like work job Mm -hmm. I'm currently um, a student. Okay. University. Uh, full time, part time. Uh, full time when there's not Zoom. Okay, that's <laughs> that's fair. Okay, when when COVID COVID slows down and it's not all Zoom based, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, what are you going for? I'm going for my uh, bachelor's of marketing. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm currently. Yeah. I can't can't work 
um, right now, but I'm in school to change that, hopefully. So. Well, yeah, and <clears throat> I mean, marketing is definitely a good career to get into where it's not as physically demanding, because I know a lot of people with different chronic illnesses, that's always a, always an issue. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, that's good. Now, how far along in school are you? I've completed two years, and I have at least two more years to go. Okay, that's not bad. You finding Zoom's making it easier or slower? What? Are you finding that like the Zoom and online-based classes are making it easier or slowing it down? Slowing it down, definitely. Slowing it down, okay. All right. Um, so working towards marketing, getting a marketing career. How does this disease kind of affect things long-term? Um, I don't really know. It's a rare disease. Uh, not much research has gone into it at this point, but. Okay, so it's something that's like super rare? Yeah. Do you know like roughly how common it is? Like one in a hundred thousand, one in a million? Um, it requires both parents to give me uh, the gene, the Marquio gene, and neither of them knew they had it. And the possibility of me being born with Marquio was one in a million. So it's pretty rare. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. So there's not a lot. There's just not a lot of people that have it in general. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, well, that's definitely different. And are there, <clears throat> are there other health things that like come along with it or is it just kind of the disease itself? Um, there are other health things that come along with it. Um, I have arthritis. I have, I'm hard of hearing. I have hearing aids in both ears. I have mobility issues. I have, um, let's see what else do I have. Achy joints, um, a heart murmur, heart issues. Um, it's dangerous for me to be intubated or even go under anesthesia. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of other, I guess, side effects, complications that come along with it. Yeah. Um, and you have to take any medication for all of that, or is it just the one infusion that you get every week that kind of covers everything? I am taking medication for some of it, yeah. Some of the other stuff too. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious because, hell, I mean, I only have colitis and one medication always leads to another, do another, do another. So they can add up quick especially when it's some bigger things like that. Yep. <laughs> Trying to think of what else to ask. Now, how is, how is that kind of, I know you said you had it since you were got diagnosed when you were three. How is that like going through school, like elementary, middle school, high school? Um, my brain wasn't affected. Um, okay. <clears throat> so I wasn't in the quote unquote special ed classes, but um, I did have a 504 plan, which had stuff like needs to be in the front of the room, uh, needs to, um, I don't remember what was on it, but stools and stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. But nothing intellectual. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Oh, any other specific experiences you want to share, talk about, kind of educate on? Um, 
Not really. I, I'm very driven. So if I have if I face a problem, then I will find a way to fix it or make it accessible to me. <clears throat> okay, well, that's pretty cool. Um, trying to think of what else to ask. Yeah. I know everything as far as it relates to my disease, so it's always <clears throat> interesting. I've been interviewing some interesting people this week for sure with different stuff going on. Um, what um, what you're in the states, right? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember what time zone you were in or where you're at. I know I asked at one point. What was that? I'm in Oregon. Oregon. Oh. Okay. That's. Now, now here's a question. Is is this something that is affected at all by like your climate or area that you're in? Because I know like some diseases and stuff can be, if you're in cold or warm, it affects or bothers, bothers it more? Um, not really. Um, there's people with Borkio all over, uh, but they're not close at all. So. Okay, so kind of spread out. And what kind of a Doc, do you, do you go see for that or like specialist? I see a geneticist. Um, I see orthopedists. I see about every, uh, almost every um, doctor there is. Oh, okay. So you just go to well, like a just monitor to make sure that nothing's going wrong with me. <laughs> and okay. Yeah, I guess who needs one specialist when you can have all of them, right? <laughs> oh god i can't even imagine that i, I got a one specialist sometimes and it's like geez you gotta gotta tell them you know set your expectations that's gotta be how does that work with like a medical record that sounds that sounds horrendous trying to like get all the information all the different doctors yeah um it's easiest for me to keep it keep all my um, medical stuff at one hospital rather than jumping around uh, to different hospitals for prices or whatever. It's easier to keep it at one hospital so they all have my medical record and they can all see it. Okay, so all the specialists that you see are kind of all at one place? Yeah. Okay, so it's all, all the same network so they can just pull it right up easily? Yeah. Okay, so other than your weekly infusion how often are you going to your doctors it seems like i'm living there at this point um i'm not um but i'm there quite often and how does that work with full-time studenting i am pretty good at scheduling with my coursework or my classes and yeah i feel i feel like you should look at like marketing with event planning <laughs> getting the event planning because like balancing all that and scheduling all that sounds horrible so if you if you got it down pat like you could be a good event planner on top of the marketing because <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a skill in itself planning out <clears throat> especially dealing with doctors now i imagine right now a lot of them are doing like the virtual doctor's yeah. visit so it's a little easier yeah okay you should i'm curious i'm curious how long they're going to do that because it's kind of super convenient for the most part like if you're just answering questions and kind of talking to them i know for certain things you obviously have to go in and 
and talk to, you know, talk to your doctor and they can actually check on you and see how you're doing. But I know it's kind of, kind of convenient to get like specialists that are outside of your area as well. Um, Cause I've used that a little bit for some specialists outside of the areas, just to kind of keep in their system and not have to drive and go see them, which is nice. Yeah. But God, that sounds like a lot. So how often do they do like just labs and everything? You doing like blood draws all the time to do stuff or is that less common and they're kind of just checking on other stuff or, or are um, you just going and talking to them on a regular basis like hey no I'm feeling good yeah pretty much just talking okay so it's okay. not like the when they do tests but yeah okay so if something feeling you know something's feeling off yeah okay so they're not constantly poking and prodding you outside of the infusion <laughs> yeah and you said it, it takes all day to do the infusion yeah it's from 9 a.m when the nurse gets here at 9 a.m and it ends at around 3 p.m so Jeez. Six yeah. is it just the rate that they're like pumping the infusion you know, the the medication into you it's just super slow yep and is that because they're like seeing if you have a reaction to it or anything or i think so okay. um there's not, it hasn't been around too much and it's not used very much. So they're still kind of testing to make sure. Cautious with it. Yeah. Okay. Because I know my Remicade infusions are about two and a half hours. And I thought that was a long one. But geez. Okay. Um, trying to think of what else to ask. God, I can't. So do they do they leave like a line in at all for the infusion? So they just poking each time. They're poking each time. Okay. I'm going to be having surgery here in a year, or so, and they're going to uh, put a port in too. So at that time, so. Is yeah. is the surgery for the port, or they're just because of the surgery they're doing the port? <clears throat> the surgery they're doing the port. What's the uh, what's the surgery for? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, it's uh, top surgery for uh, gender dysphoria. Oh, okay. And how is like that surgery affected with the disease itself? Is it like make it more complicated? Uh, um, not a lot of. Or I went to a Markio conference a few months ago, and nobody with Markio has ever had that surgery, so. It's unknown um, how Markia will affect it, but um, as I said before, there is a huge risk with me going under anesthesia. So I'm like, hey, why don't we kill two birds with one stone and <laughs> get them just, both out? Yeah, just knock it both out at the same time. I mean, that's that's a good way to do it. <clears throat> we don't have to worry about you know going once and then going again. Especially if your body's like, if you get away with it the first time and then your body has a different reaction the second time of going under, that's, I can understand that. <clears throat> yeah. You said that's in a couple months? It's in a year or so. Or a year? Okay. In a year. That's right. Hmm. Any other kind of experiences or? things you specifically want to share about it 
I guess things you're working towards with it or things you want to, I think you want to like set an example as, of with the disease itself. Um, I want to prove that chronic illness has, um, let's see. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it, I guess. Okay. okay. I definitely, definitely can agree with that. I like that. <clears throat> Is that something you've kind of been like, you do a lot of stuff to kind of focus on your mind and staying positive in general? Yeah. All right. So what's, what's your go-to like stress relief or just to chill out kind of thing? I like to just lay on my bed and do nothing. Um. You, should, you should throw some gaming in there, like mix it up, play some video games. Yeah. Um, I say that as a gamer, so that's my like. Let me just chill and be lazy kind of day. Yep. Um, I like to cook. Okay. But I don't do that very too. I don't do that too often. Is there is there any like diet restrictions with it? Nope. No. Okay, so that doesn't affect anything there. Well, that's good. Yeah. What about like <clears throat> physical fitness wise? Are there restrictions on like staying fit, working out in general? Do they have you do any sort of physical therapy to kind of keep your body in shape, I guess? Um, I've been told since I was very young, um, no contact sports, no trampolines, no anything um, too physical. Too, okay, too crazy. Well, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't go to the gym, but that's probably just my preferences. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean <clears throat> some people need to, some people don't. So. And I, I do go swimming though, and I, I love mean, swimming. Hell, that's that's uh, for not like working out or lifting weights and stuff. <clears throat> Swimming is probably your best form of cardio that you can do. Like that's something personally I'm working back towards swimming and getting in the routine of it because full body workout, it's a great form of cardio and it's super low impact on your body, which yeah. is, <clears throat> I know if, like personally with colitis and um, the amount of prednisone that I was on, it kind of killed my bones and joints along with it. So whenever you can do something that's low impact, it's just so much more enjoyable or it sucks so much less yep. like I'm I cannot run for the life of me because it just hurts way too much so <clears throat> I'm like yep nope back to swimming that's what I want to do yep. granted medications wrong with colitis tend to add a little more weight in certain areas so there's a little more of a focus like at least try yep. to manage the weight yep. some of those steroids are pretty nasty when it comes to weight gain yep. but <clears throat> Um, I guess anything else you want to talk about? Not really, no. Okay, well, that's the case. I appreciate you coming on. Of course. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening to the podcast. I appreciate everyone. Make sure you guys stop and check out chronicliving.info. Got a new website up and running that's going to be the main area to find all the social media content as well as accounts. So make sure you guys stop by if anyone's looking to share their story, volunteer, 
either time or experience. There's also going to be some links on there of how you guys can get involved. As always, I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you in the next one.